are not a wrestling organization anymore. We're the world's damn biggest puppet show. I don't need a weapon. My hands are my weapons. Go to the I'm pregnant! The era of the ECW. Welcome to the Extreme ECW Livecast. This week we are covering ECW Hardcore TV episodes 139 and 140 from December 19th and December 26th of 1995. I'm Mike Prue, along with JV as always. JV, how you doing? I'm doing well, bro. How are you doing? <laughs> how you doing? I didn't get that nice voice going on there. <laughs> <laughs> We're back here at it. And we're wrapping up 1995 and heading on into 1996. And, man, I'm excited for that. And it's been a long time coming since we've been doing this. But here we are getting into 1995. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. JV, you had a great Thanksgiving? I did. How about you? And we, we just spent so much fucking time bullshitting before this. We didn't even talk about Thanksgiving. But Yeah, it's better things to talk about. Yeah, we always assume everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> if something was known. shitty, it would have came up, right? Yeah, you you would own by you would have known by now. <laughs> so our Thanksgiving were fine. I hope yours were fine as well. So yeah, everything's all good on this front. But we want to get into this action as soon as possible because you know there's a lot to cover, but not a lot to cover. And that'll make sense as we get through it. But, hey, give us a follow on Twitter at ExtremeCast, at Extreme, ExtremeCast on Twitter. And follow me, Mike Pru, at MPRU83. And follow JV at John, with an H, John Van Damage on Twitter. And also check out our other podcast, The Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, The Career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we've covered the entire career of Stone Cold Steve Austin at this point. And now we're doing specials. And we've just done, I think, a great episode. You know, an episode that kind of came out of nowhere. You know, as we're doing just random episodes. And this one won a poll. And it was the Stone Cold Podcast review of Dean Ambrose's appearance on the Stone Cold Podcast. And JV, I thought that was fun. What did you think of that? Uh, I thought it was cool to do. It was definitely different for us. Yeah. Um, I think we picked a good one to start with uh, Dean Ambrose, with the way that kind of planned out. Um, I mean, it was awkward. Well, yeah, definitely an awkward podcast. But I don't think we were awkward. I think we covered it very well. No, no, no. Yeah, not us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like the, you know. The content, the way they were interacting Dean with each was other. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it was awkward. Well, and then Stone Cold had his own awkwardness as well. Yeah, getting oh. all loud and shit. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm your dad. Come on. Why don't you listen to me? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so there, there was a, a lot of that. And yeah, it made for a fun episode. I think it was a great episode. And we put up another poll for the Bottom Line Wrestling cast. And currently, I'm not going to break through everything, but currently there's another 
podcast review episode leading currently at this point. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. So, okay. I don't know. I, maybe our listeners like, shit, give us another review of a podcast from Stone Cold. And the one that's in the lead is Bret Hart. Bret Hart on Broken Skull Sessions. So we'll see. See if that wins. And maybe that'll be up there. And since it has a good lead, it's probably going to be in the lead at some point And something that we'll cover going forward. And again, if you want to follow us on Twitter for the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, it's at Bottom Line Cast. All right. So now. We haven't done this in a, a couple episodes, or yeah, about a couple episodes, but we have this special segment. It's the Rick BB Quality Control Report. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is based on interactions that we've had with Rick BB. This is our, you know, our head of research and our main man. He's, he's like our third. He's our third. He's not on air, but he's behind the scenes. Helps us out, and he's always interacting with us. He's interacting with other people on Twitter. So Rick's our man. It's been that way for a long time, right, JV? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's like an ambassador. Yeah. He wears a lot of hats. (laughs) He's great. (laughs) So the first thing I want to say to Rick Beebe on this. If we had bonuses around here, he'd get one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we don't have anything. Sorry. (laughs) Not uh, Not in this budget. Maybe next year. So first off, I'm going to give kudos. Not kudos, bars. You remember those bars, JV? Kudos. Oh, the chocolate-covered. Yeah, I love those. Granolas. They don't make those anymore? I don't think so. I don't see them anywhere. And I go shopping. Like, I make a point to go shopping and look at, like, shit that I used to eat. I don't see kudos. I see, you know, the generic granola bars and crap like that. But no kudos. There were kudos for a little while, maybe like 10 years ago, but I don't see them anymore. Oh, that sucks. They used to have them with like um, the M&Ms on them, remember? Yeah. Those were oh, yeah. good. You have and kudos they had, like, with the... caramel cover and then... Yeah, they had special variety box as a kid. Oh, yeah. There was like Snickers too. Yep. Yeah. But if we had kudos, I in addition to the kudos that we're giving, Rick... <laughs> We'd give them to him for his interactions on Twitter with another ECW podcast. There's another ECW podcast. There's a few out there. But we got to give uh, props to an up-and-coming ECW podcast based out of England. And that's the ECW Hardcore Legacy podcast with Ryan Evans. And what I would say is his co-host. Because in all our interactions with Ryan... On the ECW Hardcore Legacy podcast, he always refers to his his co-host as my co-host. <laughs> you know, usually when I talk about JV, I'll say JV, but <laughs> Ryan just says, oh, my co-host. Well, his no-name co-host, I guess. But Rick, Johnny on a spot, you know, we're getting these messages often, which is great because we love the interaction. With anybody interested in ECW and you know, Ryan and the ECW Hot Car Legacy podcast have a lot of questions and they just want to talk to us about ECW and that's great. And a lot of these 
messages come quick throughout the day, and they, they're in a different time zone, so that's a factor here. Like, sometimes I'm waking up, and there's a bunch of shit already going on <laughs> on Twitter. JV, you can attest to that, right? You've seen a, oh, lot, yeah. of, a lot of tweets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's I fine. Think... Great. Yeah, we, yeah. we love it. We love to, we love to talk ECW. But, fuck, man, before we can respond to anything... Rick Beebe's out there like, boom, 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 boom. Like, respond to the shit. So, so, he gets props for handling plenty of these interactions with uh with the ECW Hardcore Legacy podcast. It was funny. Rick even, like, messaged me at one point. He's like, I think these guys think I'm on the podcast. Should have said, <laughs> you should have said, you are, man. You are. Well, I did. I did. I said, dude, you are. You are. <laughs> I said you are like when we when we joke and say like you are the research department head. Yeah, you are, <laughs> which makes you part of this team. You are part of this team. So thank you, Rick, for fielding all that and ECW Hardcore Legacy podcast. Keep doing your thing. We are happy that we could motivate you to continue doing your podcast because these guys they wanted to drop out. After doing 1993 for a few weeks, they were like, fuck it. We don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> How'd you guys do it? How'd you guys do it? Whatever. Just, and they didn't feel up to it anymore. So we just gave them the advice fucking skip it. You don't want to do 1993. You don't want to do 94. Fucking don't do it then. Do what makes you happy. Podcasting yeah, is not, podcasting is not supposed to be a job, right? JV, we don't get paid, right? Fuck no. No. We did it because we want to do it, right? Thanks. I don't think there was one time that you ever bitched about 93, 94. It cost us money. What's that? It cost time is money, and this podcast really cost us money. Yeah. And we do it because we want to do it. Yeah. Well, You're lucky. Yeah. You're lucky I don't want to be like a fucking... Like a rocket scientist or something. And take fucking <laughs> four hours a week. Two over two hundred hours a year. I could be a fucking pilot. We could be, but we're not. <laughs> yeah, but fuck, I don't want to fly. Oh, that that goes I, I back. Want, to... I want to sit here with my headset on and talk into a microphone. <laughs> well, that goes back to what I was saying about Dean Ambrose last week. Oh, I could have got straight A's on everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't because you didn't want to do it. <laughs> like JV said, oh, I could have been a pli- pilot. Well, yeah. JV, you don't want to fucking be a pilot, so shut up. You don't want to. Be a pilot. <laughs> I could study for my CFA. <laughs> You could study for some crazy designate designation in like history or something. Yeah, well, I, I can go be a superintendent right now. Yeah, yeah. No. Fuck that, dude. No, we want to. <laughs> we'd much rather spend our time talking. I want to talk about wrestling. Yeah, a hundred and eleven people, however many people it is. <laughs> That's more than that. That's more than that. <laughs> I have no clue. I've done you look at all that. All right. So, thank you, Rick Beebe. Put us off on a tangent, but you deserve doing that to us because you've always been there for us. So, special thanks to Rick for fielding that. And now that brings us now to the heart of the Rick BB Quality Control Report Center. And there's no music for this yet. Maybe one day. We'll see. <laughs> we'll get to that at the end of this because I have an idea. You could use like this media music special report. Yeah, like yeah. 
You'll figure it out. You do the audio and shit like that, so you can figure it out. But I have an idea that I'll bring up to get okay. you thinking. All right, so anyway, Rick brings up things. You know, this all comes from Rick replying to our fuck-ups and things that we lay out to him. You know, because oftentimes we'll be like, hey, Rick, check this out, blah, blah, blah. So things that Rick came up with within the last episode was that Damien Kane, who came out with Lady Alexandra, Remember that, JV? Lady Alexandra? Yep. And Damien Kane was just an 80s wrestler. He was on the indie scene, and he actually teamed up with DC Drake, which was the first wrestler to ever scare Rick BB when he saw him in PW magazine, PWI Magazine, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And it was like a bloody mess, so he's like, ah, this is, this is a hardcore. So I guess that explains a little bit about Rick to us all. Is that blood got him involved in wrestling. <laughs> and then also he had another comment about the heavenly bodies. We talked about the heavenly bodies coming in. And we had said, I don't know if they were, how much longer they had. He said they were basically done with WWF at this point. But Tom Pritchard would go on to be Body Donna Zip. Which we know becomes Skip's partner in the Body Donna's. He shaves his head basically. You know, bleaches it, and he's zip. But he was originally supposed to be called Flip. But there was a lawsuit that contradicted him being Flip. So he couldn't be Flip, huh. so they went with Zip. Fucking lawsuits. So I don't know what the lawsuit was. Why couldn't he be Flip? I'm going to leave that up to Rick to further explain that next time. So, how come he couldn't be Flip? Was it because Flipper was still something <laughs> at that point? Oh, fuck, we can't fuck with Flipper. Yeah, so he can't be Flipper. Or was there something else? Rick, that's for you. On your next segment, coming up next time. Alright, so also, there was another segment in the show, JV. And I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> but we got into talking about girls in a, in a potential horror movie of Biting dicks off. Oh, I don't remember talking about that. Yeah, that was out of nowhere. Well, there is a movie about girls biting dicks off, and it's called Teeth. And it was in 2007. Wow. Yeah. Wild. And apparently... not watching that one. <laughs> Rick Beebe watched it. He watched it a while back. He watched it with a group of friends, and he said he'll never watch it again. <laughs> But the reason why it came to mind, you know, after the fact, I was like, oh, shit. No wonder why I brought that up is because, like, a week or two before I heard Hot Body Hopper, like, reference it. So it was, like, osmosis into my brain, like, <laughs> without really, like, paying attention to him. Like, oh, the whole idea of a chick biting your dick off <laughs> got into my mind, and I brought it up. I was like, oh, that's where it came from. It came from him. And Rick Beebe was like, oh, yeah, I, I listened to that episode, too. And it was Teeth. So he looked it up. That's the name of the movie, Teeth. So I dare anybody, next year, Halloween, check out Teeth in 2007. JV won't watch that. Fuck no. I'll watch it on accident. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to watch it around any girl. No fucking way. All right, so this last thing, last thing I saw is 
not like anything has to do with what we talked about on ECWTV, but it is something that Rick did mention, Rick Beebe. So I'm here to motivate Rick and inspire Rick here. As long as he continues to be our research department head. Rick says that he's thinking of doing a podcast at some point of doing some coverage of like a flash in the pan wrestling territory from the late 80s. Which would be perfect for him because he loves all those idios, you know, idiosyncrasy type knowledge and facts about you know old wrestling. So if he can find a promotion where he can just dive into, just break apart, get all that knowledge out, that would fucking be awesome. And he said that if he can go like really immense into it, like have a lot of episodes, he would like to do Florida Championship Wrestling or Puerto Rico. So I'd say, hey. Sounds good, man. Do it. We support you. We'll back you. Support it. And help you out wherever you need it. So, that'd Absolutely. be cool. Absolutely. So, thanks, Rick, as always. And what I was getting to before, now with this segment, this Rick BB Quality Control Report Center, and the fact that he's now thinking maybe doing his own podcast, well, Rick, if you want to do a little practicing on audio, maybe what you should do now, instead of me reading you know, what you've said to us over the past couple of weeks about you know, what we've got wrong or what we've asked you about and stuff like that, or stuff you want to say about what we're covering, send us an audio clip, you know, a few-minute audio clip. Yeah, it's a great idea. And we'll just pop it right in. We'll just play it. We'll just play it, and we'll respond to it. That'll kick off the show. So, this opportunity. I'll talk to you in messages, too, about this. But, hey, fucking, I think that's what you should do, man. If you really wanted to start a podcast, kick it off here on the Extreme ECW Livecast. And JV will pop that right in there. Be a damn good time. Easy peasy. All right. So, from there now, last time. On the Extreme ECW Livecast, we covered episodes 135 through 138, November 21st through December 12th of 1995, and basically we were just doing some November to Remember recap. We had some things like Mikey retaining the championship at November to Remember against the Sandman. We had Sabu come back, Todd Gordon, Bill Alfonso going crazy at each other at November to Remember. Terry Funk, Tommy Dreamer defeated Raven and Cactus Jack in November to remember. And then we get the Heavenly Bodies, Tom Pritchard and Jimmy Del Rey debuting, attacking Public Enemy. And then from there, we finally get the Sandman, who's now the new champion, defeating Mikey Whipwreck and the superstar, Steve Austin. He defeated him on December 9th, 1995 at December to Dismember. So that's a quick little recap of what we had two weeks ago when we covered a jumbo size episode again, November 21st through December 12th, 1995. And that's going to bring us now to our first episode here. And that is December 19th, 1995. All right. So we're back here. And we're covering December 19, 1995. This is Season 3, Episode 51 on Peacock or the WWE Network, if that's where you're checking it out. Remember, if you are a 
BTT Patreon member, you have access to the drive where you can get all these ECW episodes available to you if you want to watch along. But we will give you a timestamp. And also, if you have Peacock of the Network, it's pretty similar. Might be some slight differences, but you could follow along there as well. And this is going to be an episode where we get coverage of December to this December to this member 1995 part two. Okay, so we're going to get a little bit of action from that night on December 9th, 1995. Let's make sure I'm all set up, JV. Are you all set up, ready to go with yes, this sir. episode? I'm ready. Ready for some ECW. All right, so let me get my shit ready to go. It keeps playing after I click on it. <laughs> Alright, so I'll do as I always do. I'll count down three down to one and say play. When I say play, we all click play. Three, two, one, play. Oh, this is loud. Alright, so let me adjust my audio so I can hear JV. <laughs> we got Stone Cold and Mikey Whipwreck. Yeah, we're getting a recap of Mikey versus superstar Steve Austin looking like Stone Cold or more like the ringmaster. And here comes the Sandman. So a little recap of action from December 12th. And we know this is when Sandman wins the title. Woman gets her title back. It's funny, Sandman's been the champion for so long. And then for this brief period that he wasn't, I almost forgot that he was ever champion. Me too. <laughs> because, because I always thought Woman was a champion. <laughs> she was. But from this point on, JV, Woman's going to be gone. That's sad as fuck. I remember you mentioning that. You know where she goes? You know where she goes. WCW. Yeah. All right, so we're getting recaps here. Austin Sandman going back and forth. No. Mikey Rana, right? No, not the Mikey Rana. I, keep, I, I, I said it wrong. What the fuck is it? Oh, fuck yeah, uh, I'm I'm done. done. I'm done with it. I'm done. I'm Mikey's sick with signing. that. I'm sick with that. You don't remember, remember what that saying? I don't even want to think about it right now. Alright, we got a stun gun there. Yeah, Mikey Ron, alright? No, Mikey Ron was the lame thing. Alright. My point is we can't be talking about it anymore. Sound like dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> Just rambling. Mikey Rana, her Mikey. I wanted to call it the whip wreck or the whip neck. Got a whip neck, gotta get a whip neck. Rick. I hate when they give us recaps. <laughs> the way Sammy oh. just took that stud gun. So that was a brutal stun gun. Stiff. Real stiff. And Austin was like, like I don't give a fuck. Taking it in about the chest. this guy. 
Austin's thinking this guy is not a real wrestler. Fuck it. Like I'm taking this guy's character. <laughs> yeah, he might beat me tonight, but I'm gonna be the fucking Sandman. I'm gonna take what he does and I'm gonna do it better. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take his drug ass version of this and make it a real drug ass version. Austin was probably like fucking semi like sober type dude before he got involved with this. Then once he became stone cold, just fucking got drunk. I could see that happening. Oh shit. Although he kept himself in shape all the time. Who? Austin. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sandman. I'm like, huh? No, <laughs> fucking Sandman, no. Fucking John Daly shape. Better <laughs> than John Daly. <laughs> yeah, because he moves more. If he was a golfer, it'd be fucking John Daly. And if John Daly was a wrestler, he'd be Sandman. I try to give credit to Sandman sometimes just because he does leg drops off the top rope. <laughs> but basically, all you're doing is just jumping off the rope like, ah. I've done worse things. Alright, so as we're watching this recap of a match we just covered two weeks ago, it is Survivor Series. It is the Survivor Series here. And TV, the main event has started. <laughs> so I guess we're not going to watch the main event. Yeah, the war games. Yeah. I'm the sure we'll get through this and it'll still be going. Yeah, it'll be like uh, an hour match. Well, we were hoping to sneak it in. My opening was a little too long, I would say. I guess I put I took a free bet on uh, DraftKings. Yep, they have like WWE. It was like a WWE one. I don't even know what I picked. Oh, but I think I picked. Uh, Jey Uso? To be the first in the cage. I don't know what Juso is. It's, you know, oh, first in the cage? Yeah. Alright, so first in the cage for Bloodline is the badass Uso. I think that's Jay. That's, uh, I wonder if that's who I picked. Oh, he's going in right now. Let's go out this free ones. All right, so we're still getting last week on ECW, and we're getting a woman pouring beer into Sandman's mouth as he claims himself the champion, as he deserves. He's a TV, he's the world champion and the tag champion, which that's going to come into play as well. Tag titles within the next couple of weeks are going to be on the line. All right, it's Joey Styles. Let's see what we can hear from him. Titles on the line. 
Alright, so just uh, give a little preview of what's happening on this episode. We're going to get Taz up against El Puerto Riqueño. Okay, get some legit Taz action. Yeah, Taz fucking you know, suplex the shit out of that guy. <laughs> but the big match is going to be one of the last matches we're going to see from the public enemy. As they're heading over to WCW soon. And the he- Heavenly Bodies are going to take on Public Enemy. And that's from December to December as well. Then we're going to get some promos from Taz and Bill Alfonso. So that'll make up the gist of this episode, but... Fun episode nonetheless, so check it out. Oh, and I did pick Jay Uso. And that's who's in the ring. Got it. I thought so. Alright, so Joey right now is hyping up matches for the Holiday Hell Tour, which is going to go on during the last week of December, leading into 1996. And we'll give you the results of those shows next time on the Extreme Yusabi Livecast. Oh, we've got to listen to Austin here. Could be his last one. And complain and sing a sad song about getting treated like a piece of crap in WCW. About how I never got a title shot. About how when I was a U.S. champion, the number one contender, I never got a damn thing. I come right into ECW, run my mouth a little bit, and get two title shots. And man, I dropped the damn ball. Mikey Whipwreck went and pinned me one, two, three. And then the Sandman did the same. You know, I just got off a long layoff. I just came back from an injury that would have put a lot of people out of the sport. So Mikey Whipwreck, when you beat me, even though I was damn near crippled, even though I hadn't rehabbed this damn arm, and even though that was my first match back, you still beat one of the best wrestlers in the world, and that's the bottom line. The same man, the same goes for you, man. Second time in the ring, I dropped the ball and you get the win. Now, my damn foot was on a rope, and I was about to blow chunks at the end of the match. I'm out of shape, but, man, I'm out there pounding the pavement it was a lucky day, man. You pinned Steve Austin one, two, three. <laughs> After coming back from such a layoff, <sighs> it makes you want to think, man, as hungry as I am, it makes me want to sit back and take a couple of more weeks off after I've been off for months because it seemed like, man, maybe I can't cut it anymore. <sighs> Maybe Steve Austin is never going to be the superstar that everybody thought he was going to be. You know, I come up here in Philadelphia and it's cold. 
and I'm listening to Joey Styles, and sure, he's cutting edge, and he's got a smart-ass attitude, and he actually knows the names of the holds. But God dang it, man, Eric, I'm telling you, I miss you, man. I think you're... <laughs> Joey Styles is good, but man, I never gave you enough credit. I think you're one of the best. You never got your dues as one of the best announcers in the sport. And I'm telling you right now, man, I think you're great. I think you ought to get announcer of the year. <sighs> Eric. I love you, man. Take me back because I ain't got what it takes to get it done at ECW, man. Oh, yeah, take me back to WCW. Let me be a mid-card wrestler. Let me just scramble around. Let me get no dues. Let me, don't give me nothing. Treat me like a piece of garbage. Feed me garbage. As long as you send a weekly check, man, I'm going to be happy. Yeah, that's what I ought to do, Eric. But I'm not going to do that. Because I'm a little bit better than that. I'm a little bit better than everybody here in ECW. Oh, yeah. I'm rusty as hell. I'm coming back from a hell of an injury. But I'm better than everybody in ECW. I'm better than the people that buy the tickets, and I'm better than the people that watch it on TV. Everybody starts yelling, ECW, ECW. Like the ECW arena is the place to be. This is wrestling? No, it ain't wrestling. I done told you one time it's violent crap. <laughs> the people out there, in my second title shot, they're out there yelling Hogan. They're yelling Forrest Gump and they're yelling Gold Dust. I told you they were saying Forrest Gump. Oh, you people get up every morning, you throw a ham and cheese sandwich in a metal lunchbox, you punch a time clock, you let some off yell at you for nine hours, then you punch out and go back home to some hag. I'll never do that, man. Man, I'm telling it like it is. I got beat twice. A comeback attempt and got shut down twice because I wasn't half the wrestler that I'm supposed to be and that everybody knows out there in TV land that I am. Man, I'm flat out disgusted. I'm disgusted with myself. I'm disgusted with the last four years of my life. So I'm gonna take a week off I might take two weeks off. I don't know how much time I'm going to take off, but I'm going to get my act together because all this that's gone on for the last few weeks and for the last two weeks of my life isn't where I'm supposed to be. So everybody out there can think exactly what they want. I bitched about not getting a title shot for four years, get too thrown in my face, and get shut down twice because I'm not where I should be. Well, Sandman, Whipwreck, whoever has the title on my next shot. I won't be denied because you can't deny me. The only person here that can deny me is myself. And as I've worked hard to get back to where I should be, I haven't done it yet. But when I do, 
Man, I'm telling you, I'm gonna be the ECW champion. I guarantee you, I'll be the ECW champ, the only champ that means a damn thing, and that's the bottom line. Unbelievable. That was amazing. Oh, oh we're going to get blessed with another good promo here. Well, this was three weeks ago. We got Taz. Bro. Oh, we saw this. Yeah, this is Bill Alfonso yeah. all banged up. We, we played the audio yeah. for this. Yeah, we don't need to play this, but make sure you jack up that Austin audio. <sighs> that was fucking great. Brilliant. <sighs> Austin on his way out. I love it. It was so good. Telling Eric Bischoff, fuck it. You know? I'll go back. I don't need you. <laughs> like, you want to bring me back, do nothing? Screw you. I don't want to go back. What an attitude to have. I'll take my chances somewhere else. Fuck it. And no wonder why when he goes into WWF. And he gets this ringmaster gimmick that after a couple of weeks of it, he's, he's basically going to the boss and saying, what else you got? Because I'm not fucking doing this. Yeah, this sucks. This sucks. I went through everything already. Fuck you. <laughs> Takes balls to do that. Takes balls. It takes confidence, but it also takes... Being at the end of the limit. Alright. Well, speaking of great guys on promo. Not in Austin's category. Bill Alfonso. <laughs> I want to hang out with Bill Alfonso. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a blast at the bar. <laughs> he doesn't say no to a shot. Hey, Bill. We're hanging out with Scotty's pub in Farley. You coming down? Yeah. You want another <laughs> shot? We'll All right, so we got a match here. We got a new match here. Red Taz. This is the first Taz match, JV. This is not Tasmaniac. This is Taz and his Taz gear. Suplex, the human suplex machine. That's right. And he's taking on Alpoto Arcano. And here we go. Who's this referee? Bill Alfonso. No, Bill Alfonso is his manager oh. now. But who's this fucking, like, white Jerry Curl guy? Look at his white sneakers. <laughs> it looks like Jerry Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, you're on assignment. I know you know who it is. We can't do research because we're watching live. So that's the problem. <laughs> that's, that's Chad Van Dam. It's related to Bob. <laughs> Chad Van Dam. Hey, speaking of Van Dam, your Chad boy, Van Rob Van Dam, is showing up in like three weeks. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Oh, that's, can't wait. Oh, that'll, that's going to be fun. Hell yeah. Makes his debut in January 96. And Shane Douglas is coming back January 96. So this is getting awesome again. Ooh, nice Ooh. suplex. Yep. Belly to belly suplex. 
Plaz, whatever the fuck, has a million names. Oh, Fonzo's like the star of Taz at this point. And you know, it's funny because, you know, when I originally watched, you know, I'm thinking of Taz as the star, but seeing it all play out, like Bill Alfonso was here before Taz, or before Taz was anything. So I'm like on Bill Alfonso's side at this point, like, ah. Bill Alfonso's the main guy right here. <laughs> so that'll change. Once Taz continues to get mic time. <laughs> Alfonso's yelling, we're going to stretch everybody. Keep stretching them. Keep stretching them. Taz just playing with El Porto. Grabbing him by the hair, tossing him around. Bill. Imagine Bill, you're lied up in the ropes. That's uncomfortable as shit. Those ropes hurt. And you got Bill Alfonso screaming in your fucking face. His breath probably sucks, too. Oh, you would think it is. Because his teeth are fucked up. Yeah. Oh, now Apolto gets tossed out of the ring. Alfonso still in his ref gear with a whistle. Talking shit. I love it, though. Wish he'd stop blowing the whistle in his ear. Yeah, he doesn't do it yet. Do it! Do it now! We don't want him to do it, because you're going to get annoyed real quick with that. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing here, in late 95, a referee becoming a manager, that's a fucking great gimmick. And somebody like him, WWF missed missed out. I mean, they had they had done it obviously with Danny Davis, but Danny Davis is no fucking Bill Alfonso. Danny Davis obviously was a good wrestler, but going from referee to a manager and that kind of or antagonist role, it's not the same. Alright, so now Taz just got fucking suplexes and Katajame on Alpato Rikenyo. <laughs> Dude, imagine if he was like 6'3 and jacked. Been a fucking <laughs> superstar, dude. You talking about Bill Alfonso on yeah, the mic? Like, dude. <laughs> the greatest superstar that ever was is Bill Alfonso. <laughs> You love Bill Alfonso, man. Who doesn't? <laughs> I don't not love him. I He's love so him. confident. <laughs> and he'll get his fucking teeth kicked in. That's why he's missing some. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Promo time. Let's take a listen. Sabu, right? 
That's right, Sabu is back. I think that's JV's immediate favorites right there, Taz and Fonzie. Look at that fucking guy, man. Hyping his man like no other manager ever did. He is all over his boy, Taz. All right, let's listen to Heavenly Bodies and Taz here. conservative path of wrestling the last couple years, but we've been filtering down and hearing about public enemy, and we had to come to ECW to find out what everything was about. Well, it's time to find out just how good you boys really are. Public enemy, the heavenly bodies are two more disciples to have worshipped me from afar. And when they vanquish you, they get rid of two more friends of Tommy Dreamer. Quote the Raven. Nevermore. Whoa. This cat's intense, ain't he? Brother, I can smell what he's cooking. Oh, that's a creep. Welcome back to Extreme Championship Wrestling. Perhaps no other feud in the history of ECW epitomized the word extreme like that that occurred. I just realized I was fucking muted that whole time. What were you saying? <laughs> I was shitting on the fucking... Jerry Lynn and his homeboy. Jerry Lynn? Yeah. Jimmy Delray? Jimmy Delray, Jimmy Jerry Lynn. Why did I say Jerry Lynn? Did you say that earlier? Well, I said the referee looked like Jerry Lynn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Delray. <laughs> They're so sweaty and, like, oily. Yeah, and he's, like, licking his mouth like... Fucking near creep, dude. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you need better soap. You're not supposed to walk around looking oily. Fucking Sabu highlights now. Oh, uh, yeah. There we go. Uh, uh, see? Okay. what I missed. That's I missed. the worst one. Dude, that's the one we always talk shit about. That's like... <laughs> that's the epitome of why he sucked. Was that highlight they just showed. I guess they thought that was good. You gotta look like shit to get noticed. Now, what the fuck is this song? Is this Soundgarden or something? Um. Not sure. Or it might be a fake song. I don't know. Not a fake song. But no, it's fake. <laughs> Probably I mean, a band that didn't take off. Yeah. Yeah, I can't Shazam it right now because I want to say it. it does sound like Soundgarden a little. It does. But I don't want to insult them <laughs> if this is. But it could be. Let the sun never blind your eyes. Let's see. I'll do a quick lyric search. Yeah, that always works. It's Allison Chains. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's so obvious it's them now. It's so obvious. <laughs> We're talking shit about it. <laughs> All right. Fine. 
We're wrong. That was a good song. It's called Grind. We're always wrong. <laughs> Word them up. Ah, oh, it's a big match coming up here. Still got a lot of time left. <laughs> Whose jerseys they rocking? The jerseys? Oh, they got their own. In purple. That's purple they, or blue? I think it's purple, but they're rocking their own ones. Because they're on their way out, they gotta get their own gear. Already starting. Like, we gotta go fucking WCW in two weeks. Oh, Bubba Ray! Bubba Ray's time to dance up in here. I'm impressed by Bubba's moves, too. Always an underrated athlete. Yeah. You have to be kind of athletic to dance. Oh, of course. No, you got to be athletic to know dance moves. Steps. Yeah, you don't even have to look athletic. But in order to dance, it involves some kind of athleticism. Right. And he has sneaky athleticism. Look at him. Look at his steps. Like, I can't do that. I'd fall down. <laughs> Be holding my lower back. My sciatic. Not even that he would fall down. It's just that he knows how to move. Trying to jump like that, I think he'd fall down if he wasn't. Oh, oh fuck. Heavenly bodies. Fucking sleaze monkeys. Look like putties. <laughs> the putties. Putties from Power Rangers without their fucking These guys. <laughs> ah, Power Rangers. Jason David Frank, rest in peace. White Ranger, Green Ranger. Yeah, it's crazy. Red Ranger. He was like all the colors. Oh, he was the Red Ranger too? Yeah, and like one of the fucking like... Later. Dino fucking space or ninjas. You know? Yeah, well. When he was like 30. <laughs> he was 30. <laughs> he was probably 30 when he was a fucking White Ranger. Alright, so the crowd's asking Public Enemy, please don't go. Heavenly Bodies. Getting kicked around the ring. They can help Bubba up. But the crowd doesn't want Public Enemy to. Please don't go. Oh, this is great. Let's listen. Oh, shit. He goes right to real Bubba right wow. now. That was awesome. My name is Bubba fucking Ray. Get in the ring. <laughs> Calls him out. Get the fuck in the ring. And he takes on Tom Pritchard. Boom. Bangs him in the head. Jimmy Del Wright doesn't want to get in. Come on, Jiggy. Let's get Jiggy with it, Jiggalo. Bubba's calling him. Come on. Come on. Oh, oh, oh. Crowd's saying, go, Bubba, go, Bubba. 
Is this a match? I don't know if this is a match or what. There's a referee. Did the bell Over ring? The... I didn't hear a bell ring. I don't know who the fuck a, this. A ref we've never... It looks like fucking... Like David Sullivan. Yeah. <laughs> fucking mullet, dude. It's like Redhead mullet. Yeah. There we go. Oh! oh but it's like, fuck the match. Dance party. <laughs> We're back to a dance party. You got to take a quick break. <laughs> Look at Bubba's moves, though, man. It's impressive. <laughs> Look at Johnny Grunch. He doesn't want to be involved because he do not want to get shown up. Look at yeah, it. Look this guy. They thought they were good, and now he's just like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Bubba should have been the original fucking public enemy. <laughs> Alright, so we got a match here. It's Public Enemy versus the Heavenly Bodies. And again, this is going to be one of the last matches that we're going to see of our beloved Public Enemy. JV, Public Enemy fucking was the shit. Are they going to come back while we're covering? They're not coming back. They're not? Uh, I can't say that for sure, but I don't think... I come back anytime soon. Yeah, I'm yeah, but pretty they sure they're back. If anybody knows, Rick, don't tell us. Okay. I'm, I'm saying this is. I'm saying this is the end of them coming up. If they come back, I want it to be a surprise because I don't think they do. So, Rick, don't confirm yes or no on this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you telling him how to do his job. <laughs> no, but this is one instance where it's like, keep it a surprise. I like, don't condone this kind of behavior from me. <laughs> <laughs> no, there can be some surprises, you know. And Rick would be like, oh, no, they're coming back <laughs> this time. They might. I, I've looked it up in the past, and I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. But just let me be wrong right now. <laughs> I mean, who, who's, yeah, probably like in 99-2000, some shitty fucking public <laughs> enemy comes back. But Not much going on. Can't really see much of the fight. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's typical. That looks like me right there with that ECW shirt on. I used to have a fucking... Look a at me cup. right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's me right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little Prusta. <laughs> Bag of cheese, it's in your back pocket. <laughs> All fucking crushed. Chris Jesus. Hey, anybody want Jesus? Ah. Uh. Fucking Fidel Castro. Look at this guy. Yeah, no shit, huh? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, that was a big chair shot. Doing another one. What's that guy's problem? Give him my camera. 
Looks like one of the Habib's brothers from MMA. <laughs> it's like their dad. Actually, not. I think he passed away. All right, so they're going through the crowd. Johnny Grunge fucking up Jimmy Delray. Johnny Grunge has the lovely number of 69, which, after all these episodes covering Public Enemy from 1993 up until the end of 95, I don't think we ever brought up that his number was 69. I'm sure we have, dude. You sure? Yeah. We're 60-something episodes in, and they've been in, like, 50 of them. <laughs> I think maybe I've avoided it. <laughs> Didn't make reference to it. I don't know. If, I can't what, see What's that Rocco's number? It. What's Rocco's number? Fucking 13. I don't know. <laughs> zero, zero. Double zero. For all I don't think bitches. we ever talked about the numbers of their jerseys. That's for all the bitches he gets. Zero. <laughs> zero. It's so funny, even to this very day, kids still talk about 69 and laugh. And they don't know what the fuck it is until they know what it is. It is, yeah. I just laugh and think. It's not funny anymore once you find out what it means. No. For some reason. It's not, it's not funny for anybody. Cause like, it's not funny, it. I know what that is. I know what that is. I know what it is. <laughs> but even still, in the context of doing that, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> 69. Fuck that. Not now. When I was younger, yeah. Yeah, maybe like a couple times. It's like what Bobby Kelly was saying about being like older and like out of shape and shit. And <laughs> trying to do younger people shit. Have younger people sex. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking throw you back out. So JV's reference is Bobby Kelly, Robert Kelly. Or at least we called Robbie Kelly. He fucking changed his name all the time. Yeah, I, I, all the comedians I used to refer to him as Bobby. It's Bobby. It's yeah. fucking Bobby Kelly. But he is a Massachusetts comedian. Bass comedian. He's big time. Been around a long time. Check him out. JV and I just went to a show with our girls. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. Best best comedy show I've seen this year. Fucking awesome. Right, they're fighting all over the arena. We got Jimmy Del Rey and Rock Rock going to the Eagles Nest. Yep. So something's going to go down there. Who the fuck is this referee? Dude, this guy. How did I miss this? I. Oh. Oh, first time, they just said. Yeah, Joey just said it's the first time, but I missed the name. Damn it. That's the thing, though. We don't watch these episodes before we're doing it. So, if we watched it ahead of time, we would know shit that's said. But No, I'm watching this for the first fucking time ever. Right. Because we're talking to each other, we're not hearing everything. Oh, oh shit! Jimmy Delray! Elmo drop the off the looks- eagle's nest through the, ref- the table to Rock Rock. That's awesome. The ref looks like Jimmy Delray ate uh- <laughs> his brother. Yeah, like he ate a mushroom in Mushroom Kingdom. 
<laughs> in Mushroom Kingdom. Is that level three? What level is that? No. Oh, I forget, dude. You're talking about Mario 3, right? Yeah. Yeah. The giant world. That's, yeah, giant world. One thing I love, obviously I love having kids, but <laughs> one thing that's great is I'm able to play Mario again. <laughs> in a new way. Although it does piss me off. So I'm like, girls, I'm done. Which Mario pissed. are you playing? I played Odyssey. It was pretty dope. Oh, Odyssey is awesome. Love Odyssey. I played the whole game. I ha I had to beat the game. <laughs> like it was basically pop a play. <laughs> like we'll watch. Yeah, we'll watch you play. Oh, I'm scared of this level. You play. What the fuck you scared of? You scared of fucking goombas and shit. That's the thing I hate about like Mario Kart. Mario Kart. If there's like the the chompas that like chomp across like. The chorus. Mm -hmm. They don't want to play because they're afraid that they're going to get chomped. Oh, that's the best spot. Oh! Oh, shit! Yeah, rock a rock! Look at this! Clothes on LA! Wow! Oh, public enemy gets a win! Wow! Johnny Grunge rolls up, Jimmy Del Rey gets a 1 2 3, and public enemy gets their win heading out here. Well, I am uh, actually, The Mac, that is a violence. The public enemy get a win against the Heavenly Bodies, as they should, here at December to December. Hey, good match. I love the Heavenly Bodies. They're good workers. Tom Pritchard, Jimmy Del Rey. They are. They're solid. In their funny, yeah, their goofs. Was great from the Eagle's Nest. You know, imagine if they actually had time to be characters in ECW. It would have been funny. It would have worked out. Yeah. Well, this is like a short-term thing. Which they, sh I mean, yeah, it's too bad, especially with uh, Public Enemy leaving. Right. All right, so we're getting replays here of action that we've just seen. Tom Pritchard, always looking good. Tom Pritchard, as we said earlier, is about to be a member of the Body Donners. A zip. Zip the Body Donna. Which is Bruce Pritchard's brother. Brother Love. Well, fuck, we got to figure out who this random referee is here. Well, I'm sure maybe we'll see him again. Maybe did someone get sick, maybe, and he's a I hope we get a name. You know, the name's going to come up, like, within the next episode, and Rick's going to have, like, messaged us, like, 20 times before we get to announcing who it is. <laughs> it's this guy. It's this guy. All right, let's listen to Joey Styles. Oh, all right, Joey Styles is introducing us to a Christmas song, so let's take a listen to this. It's gonna be a Christmas recap. So instead of the Pulp Fiction, we're gonna like a Christmas song and shit. So let's take a listen. 
It's like a badass joy to the world. Oh, Francine. All right, we can talk over this, JV. We'll, we'll play this song at the end of oh, the episode. look at that, though. Oh, man. Abula, Francine. We get Tommy and Mick fighting. Look at them power walking. Public enemy. Oh. With their Knicks their gear. Knicks, yeah. Their classic Knicks gear. I want those Knicks pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a cool move. The Exterminators. Oh. That's a great tag team. Oh, the no, Eliminators. Like the eliminators, eliminators. <laughs> the Exterminators. That's another the, team. That'd be a good team. <laughs> oh, chair shots his head. Rick Steiner giving a fucking bulldog to Too Cold. Oh, hell yes! <laughs> Drinking beer at the top of the cage. <laughs> Stand, man. I was like, I'm gonna take that gimmick, you dumb fuck. <laughs> oh, Bubba Ray is Santa Claus. And they're in New York. Oh, we're not done yet. I guess we are done. Hey, Bubba gives us a Merry Christmas. His brother, Big Dick, is a big dick and tells him to shut the <laughs> fuck up. And that ends the episode there. So, sure, yeah, that was a fun episode. A lot of shit going on there. Public Enemy, Heavenly Bodies, Taz kicking ass against El Polto Ricano. Get that crazy Joy to the World recap. Fun stuff there. But our our next episode is not going to be a watch-along. It's going to be a recap episode because it's kind of an end-of-the-year episode. We're going to go over some things that we've covered already. We're going to cover the Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis match in full, so they're going to play the whole match. So, obviously, we're not going to watch that whole thing again. We covered that already on part one of November to Remember, our Supercard special. So, we're not going to watch that again. But, I'll, I'll break things down. I'll go through the promos from the Eliminators 911, Sandman, Bubba Ray Dudley, and we'll give you the full audio of the Pulp Fiction recap at the end of the episode to wrap things up. So we're going to take a quick little break here and we'll be right back. JV, you're in charge of the break song this time, so give us something good. Oh, see you guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys in a few minutes.
All right, we're back now to cover the next episode of ECW Hardcore TV. That's episode 140 from December 26, 1995. It is the last episode of 1995. And what a year it was. It's season three, episode 52, if you're checking it out on Peacock. But yeah, last episode, JV. Last episode the of the year. end of 95. Then we head into another big year. 1996, new faces will be showing up, so I'm happy to put this year to bed, even though it was probably the better of the three years that we've covered. Were there any good things in 95 that you remember? Uh, well, your childhood. I remember NBA Live 95 video game. Oh, you mean the year itself, yeah. 95? Or yeah, just in general. 95. Uh, I mean... Was the time when I was really like back into wrestling and watching everything and taping everything, even though it's like the worst year <laughs> in wrestling. <laughs> you know, WWF and WCW. Yeah. You know, those are two pretty shitty years, but man, I was totally into it recording all the pay per views, recording all the Saturday shows, recording Raw, uh, WCW Saturday Night was that time, and that was like the Dungeon of Doom period with Hogan. Oh, yeah, some shitty wrestling, but uh, other things in 95. Yeah, 95 was the year I got sick. I was in the hospital forever. <laughs> 95 yeah. was the year I broke my nose. Oh, shit. Summer 95. Because you were in seventh grade when you were in the hospital, right? Sixth grade. I was in six. Something, um, yeah, 95. 94 into 95 was my sixth grade year. And then oh, seventh grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, summer yeah. Summer of '95 so, for me was yeah. Okay, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah summer yeah. of '95 was going into seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. And you were going into sixth grade. Yep. Yeah. I showed up with a broken nose. Yeah. <laughs> you were okay. in the hospital when? In February of '95. Yep. That's crazy. February through. Yeah, most of February, and then I wasn't in school until like May. We just got a gnarly scar from it. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> literally it's like all across my side. <laughs> I'd have so many stories for that. Oh man, people came up with so many. It's the best. <laughs> oh, I got stabbed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got shot. Shotgun. <laughs> and being from where we were, like you could believe it. Oh shit, yeah, I got stabbed by fucking BBH. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh man. So yeah, it was it was a good year, memorable year. Um, but yeah, it, I was definitely still like a little kid though. Nineteen ninety five. Yeah, yeah, we were we were fucking kids. <laughs> yeah, right. not like we were kids, right? You know, twelve years old, eleven years old. Yeah, we weren't we weren't teenagers. So no, we were preteens. Yeah, we don't have anything great to like talk about <laughs> other than oh, we played video games and uh, I got the Boogeyman on Sega Genesis. <laughs> I think that was that same year, Boogerman on Sega. Remember that game, Boogerman? Yeah, of course. Yeah, would fart and flick his boogers. Yeah, flick his boogers. Yeah, and fart. <laughs> oh, man, what a game. That was Sega, right? That wasn't No, it was Sega. It might have been on multiple. No, it was Sega, though. It was a 16-bit yeah. title. Okay, yeah. So it might have been thought. on, like, Super Nintendo 2 and all that shit, but I remember it. I remember it for Sega. Yeah, I had... Had it for Sega. Because that's what I had. I had a Sega Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> Sega. <laughs> yeah, those graphics were badass for the time. Yeah. When that first colors came out. and shit. Yeah. 
All right, so let's get into this. In um, this last episode of the year, we're not going to watch along. We're just going to recap because being that it's the last episode of the year, it's it's mostly just more recap um, and some things that they hadn't shown yet. And we'll get into that because I'll, I'll break everything down that's on the episode. But not a whole lot of new stuff for us worth watching, you know, for watching 44 minutes. <laughs> it's just shit that we've pretty much seen are just promos that we would usually lay out for. So what's the point of doing it if we're just going to shut up the whole time? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with this, with that said, let's get into it. And Joey kicks off the show. And Joey's he's promoting the ECW Hardcore Hotline. So he's doing his own, like, mean gene thing here where he's spreading rumors. So he spreads the rumor that Macho Man Randy Savage has offered woman an opportunity to be his manager in WCW. So we do know that woman goes to WCW during this time. And she's back there. So Joey's putting it out there. If you want more information about this, call the hotline. So Joey says that woman has denied the rumors and that she's not leaving ECW. Well... We know that's not true, because we know what happened. <laughs> and uh, special props to Joey for rocking a DC Comics necktie on this episode. So he probably just got it for Christmas or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we also get a video package from the whole, the whole feud between Rey Mysterio Jr. and Psychosis over the past few months. And man, they've put on some great matches. And at November to Remember... About five weeks earlier, they had their great Mexican death match, which we covered on the first part of November to Remember 95 that we did about a month and a half ago. So, off full coverage is there. And on this episode of ECW Hardcore TV, episode 140, they're going to replay that entire match. And when I, when I had this on, I was taking the notes and checking out what was on it. I was like, didn't we already like see this on the show? But they hadn't played it yet. They hadn't played oh, this okay. match for people on Hardcore TV. Only on the Supercard we saw it. But I was thinking, like, they had to have shown this. Because it's been five weeks since November to remember. But they purposely, like, left it off. And never showed it on Hardcore TV. So what I'm thinking is, they get to the end of the year here. And they think, ah, oh, shit, we got, a, we got an episode we're going to put out. Oh, we, we haven't played Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis, and that's like a 20-minute match. Let's fucking just put that on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they needed the content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So they probably did that on purpose here. They probably weren't intending it to be on the show because they figured, oh, th this match is going to be so hyped that everyone's going to buy the November to Remember tape, you know, the VHS tape of November to Remember to check that match out. And they put themselves in a corner and said, ah, fuck it. It's just, we got to play the match. <laughs> so anyway, you know, like I said, we covered that already. So you can check out our thoughts and full reaction there. But Rey Mysterio Jr. gets the win. And he holds the lead now 2-1 to one against his rival Psychosis. And at the end of the match, just to kind of set the stage, you have the Eliminators attack Rey Mysterio. 9-1-1 comes out, saves the day. And then that whole segment ends with Rey Mysterio on top of 911 shoulders like a little boy. <laughs> and from there, 
that now builds to the feud between them and the Eliminators. So the Eliminators cut a quick little promo. Lance Wright announces that the Eliminators will take on 911 and Rey Mysterio at the house party on January 5th, 1996. So that's the first Supercard show of 1996. Now, I don't, I don't think we'll cover that as a standalone Supercard. Uh, a lot of it does show up on Hardcore TV, so we'll cover it there. And I, I think the main reason why we're not just going to stop for a Supercard is I think we're in a nice stretch where we can just keep going for a few weeks and we'll get into 96, and then maybe like in February or March we'll, we'll do a Supercard if one pops up. But if we have to stop for Supercards every time there is one, we'll never make any progress. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll always just be skipping episodes of Hardcore TV because... Oh, we covered that already. Yeah. So we got to pick and choose the super cards from this point on. Only do a few a year. All right. So in that promo, this promo really sucks, but Saturn says, We don't sweat 911 and Rey Mysterio. And then Cronus gets in there, and I don't know what he's going for. I think he's going for like Hugh Morris with his, his whole <laughs> delivery. You know, he's like, ah, Their game and our game. It's total elimination. Ah! <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's like, dude, there's somebody already doing that gimmick on TV where people see it. You know? People will know Hugh Morris more than you. So why are you ripping off his character? And then from there, it cuts to 911's promo. And we get a we get a shot of 911 above us. So the camera's, like, on the floor. So you get a picture, like, the cameraman is laying on the ground with his camera up and shooting up to 911. So 911 looks huge, of course. And you see the ceiling, and the ceiling just looks like those um those ceilings that you'd see like in an office building. You know what I mean, JV? How would you describe those? But it's like, you know, that white with like a little I don't know, it's like uh-huh. a little Think of like an office building. You know yeah. the drop down ceilings that they have? Yeah. Yeah, what the f- yeah, I they're guess that's called what it's drop called. Ceilings. Yeah, the drop ceilings. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's simple, buddy. <laughs> but anyway, the fucking drop ceiling. So, you know, the typical office environment. You just see, like, the whole drop ceiling above They get brown and shit when they get, like, water damage. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one was still clean. But anyway, we get that shot. 911 looks, looks all huge because of it. And he, you know, he's obviously not going to cut a big promo. He says, it's time for 911 to take the Eliminators to the extreme. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Eliminators. Yeah, the Eliminators are cool. Now, they're only going to get better, too. So I'm looking forward to see how they progress through 96, because they get really good. All right, from there, we cut to another promo from the Sandman. And this is kind of all just building up for the next Supercard show, The House Party. On January 5th, 1996, which is my birthday. That would be my 13th yes. birthday at that point, 1996. So I became a teenager <laughs> during this time. All right. So anyway, the Sandman gets announced for having a match against Conan at House Party. And Sandman says that he's going to rip Conan's face off. I'm going to give you a beating. You'd be proud to take home to Mexico. And then he blows smoke into the camera. So, House Party is also being advertised as House Party 96. Farewell to the public enemy. So, public enemies on their way out. 
they're going to WCW, and this is going to be their last show. And they are cut now to highlights of the Pitbulls versus the Eliminators, and then an interview from Bubba Ray Dudley. Okay, so what they're going to do is they're going to recap the events from last week. So the episode that we just watched, that kind of gets replayed here. Okay. So you have Bubba dancing. You know, public enemy walks off. Heavenly bodies come running in. They attack Bubba Ray. All that shit that we just covered. All right, so they replay that. Joey mentions that Jimmy Del Rey has now been kicked out of Raven's group. So last we knew, Heavenly Bodies were with with Raven. But Tom Pritchard has left and gone back to WWF, and he's going to become Body Donna. And Joey makes a sly remark saying that Tom Pritchard has flipped. He's, and I mentioned this on a little earlier in the episode. And this is also what Rick Beebe brought up to us, too. That Tom Pridgett's name was going to be Flip before it was Zip. But then they had to change it to Zip. So when Joey Styles says Tom Pritchard flipped, if, that, if his name remained Flip, people would have got the joke. But it takes, um, I guess it takes years to realize that he was not, he was supposed to be known as Flip. So that's only something you get in retrospect, obviously. And you're probably just thinking he flipped, meaning he left the company, and that's it. Not that his name was supposed to be Flip. So anyway, talking too much about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> a lot about Tom Richard. Yeah. <laughs> so the match is made between Bubba Ray to take on Jimmy Del Rey at Del House Ray. Party. Yep, the gigolo. So funny. <laughs> Such a goof. <laughs> so Joey interviews Bubba Ray. And, you know, you get the standard Joey, my name is Buh, Buh, Buh. And then he gets all, like, intelligent or whatever. I'm deeply exasperated by the whole situation. And then he goes on to say, I'm going to beat Jimmy like the red-headed stepchild we all know he is. And he, like, crosses his eyes as he says it. <laughs> it just looks like a total goof. And then from there, that leads into the, the Pulp Fiction Standard promo that they've been showing at the end. And this is another kind of lengthy one. Not as long as the one that <laughs> came up a couple weeks ago. But before I play, I'm just going to hit some highlights of it. We're going to get 911, and he's going to choke slam Pat Kelly from the Yankees, the second baseman at the time of the New York Yankees. And at this time, they're, they're doing something like with the Yes Network. So there's a few clips with them talking to people that work at the Yes Network. and either baseball players or broadcasters. And it's funny because the year before they were doing stuff like that in New York. And it was their first time on the Yes Network a year ago. And they did their first show in New York. And now here we are a year later and they're doing the same thing again. Oh, maybe it's part of their contract. <laughs> that they, uh, they had to do a couple uh, appearances on Yes Network to hype the, their programming. So anyway, 911 does that. We get home. This is great. Cactus Jack McFoley gives us a hardcore home movie. So oh, it's all man. like handheld camera stuff from his house, you know, with like a two year old Noel in it and him going to like an amusement park with his kids. It's funny. So it's definitely worth checking out listening to. 
So part of it is Cactus cuts a home video from from his home with his baby Dora. Uh, Cactus tries to hold back his hardcore urges. So this is all about like, you know, I'm not hardcore anymore. You know, but I this other ways for me to be hardcore. Like I can be a hardcore parent. You know, and like I'm gonna take care of my kids, and <laughs> and he mentions how he like he's holding back his urges. He's like, you know, I'm making cookies, and I see the cookie sheet, and I just want to slam it into someone's head. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that because I'm a hardcore parent now. And then it shows him on little kitty rides, <laughs> and he's actually like on the ride. The ride's called the Crazy Bus. It's probably at this place that he goes to called Knobles in Pennsylvania. And, or maybe it's even Santa's Village that he loves to go to. But he he's on the ride with with a kid. I don't know who the kid is. It might be like another relative, but I don't recognize him as being one of his kids. But he's on he's on the ride with a kid and he's like, Yeah, this is awesome. We're hardcore. We're hardcore. We're hardcore. Like, he's on the ride. Like, we're hardcore because this ride is so crazy. It's the crazy bus. We're hardcore. It's <laughs> just so funny. So definitely worth checking out if you're going to, you know, if you just want to watch the episode, it's worth checking out. Just that section. Yeah. And I mean, it, anytime it, you can see that old shit, yeah. old clips of him, it's, it's always a good thing. Oh, yeah. And and this is broken up too, so I I just referenced like three clips that are mixed into the whole montage. Yeah. So it comes up a few times. Uh, we get some from Bill Alfonso and Taz, and Bill Alfonso is like, "I'm gonna start slapping people around," <laughs> and then Taz is there, and Bill Alfonso acts all worried, like, "Is anybody coming? Anybody coming?" So <laughs> the. the the thing here is that Bill now has a set of balls on him because he knows Taz has his back. <laughs> so he's willing to say whatever. And then he's like, oh, shit, anyone coming? Taz's like, no, no one's coming for you. <laughs> and then we get some more from the Sandman. We get Pitbulls and Francine. And Pitbull number one starts off his promo. And he goes like this. He's like, you know, with... He goes, there's not anything... Obviously, his promos suck, and me trying to say his promo is doing it justice. <laughs> he says, there's nothing that can excite us more than... Then he turns around and look at Francine's tits, and that's his joke. There's nothing more that can excite us than... And then he looks at her, and then he goes, then a good old-fashioned fight. Like, all right, Pitbull. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, Beulah... I don't know. It, this this is the same clip we've seen of Beulah week after week. They just throw it in all the time. And it's just Beulah saying, I'm Beulah. And my box is always open. <laughs> so they just drop that in all the time. Yeah, I would say they're really beating that line up. <laughs> yeah, they're beating up the box. <laughs> beating up the box. All right. And then Steve Austin, who we just saw you know, on the December 12th episode, lose. DC, um, not lose, he didn't even have it, but he lost the match to become the ECW champion, and Mikey Whipwreck held on to it, and that'll be Austin's last match before he goes on to be the ringmaster in the, at the end of December in early January in 96. But Austin in this segment is saying that he guarantees that he will be the ECW champion. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> 
That's a 1995 reference, too. All right, so from there, that you know, that's a kind of a recap of that. But we'll we'll take a little break here, and you can take a listen to that, and we'll be right back. Second baseman of the New York Yankees, and you're watching ECW. Is that all right? No way! Cactus Jack and the rest of the bullies here to wish you a happy holiday hardcore season. You know, I took this time today to kind of explain what Christmas means to me, and by golly, I found out that Christmas can mean a lot of different things. First off, Christmas can be fun! <laughs> well, just the other day, there were some Christmas carolers, and I kind of snuck up on their little group, and as the door opened, they began to sing. I started chanting, ECW! 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 <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I would have gotten away with it, too, except all the neighbors heard me saying, Bye-bye! <laughs> as I ran out of the neighborhood. But, you know, they didn't care. They just know that, that nutty cactus jack. And I'll tell you what, they realized doesn't hurt to have a hardcore person in the neighborhood. Second off, Christmas is for family. Well, just the other day, I was taking gingerbread men out of the oven, but I'll tell you what, I kind of saw that cookie sheet, and I was kind of wishing I could bowie! <laughs> hit someone over the head, right in the kisser. Bet you get some juice out of that one. Bye-bye! <laughs> you think Bill Alfonso is up here, folks? I'm here with Scott Clark, WABC News, New York, New York, hottest sportscaster. We want to see if we can get Scott to take it to the extreme right here on ECW. Now, Scott, it goes like this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's good. Not quite there, but it's good. Oh my God! Oh my God! You're getting there, more feelings up from here. I mean, there's, there's some blood, there's blood, there's guts, there's steel chairs. Oh my God! He's got it. Start working. WABC and Scott Clark. Oh my God! He's extreme. Tell him. I want to slap everybody in ECW around. I'll bet I'll bustle. I'm gonna slap anybody I want. Right now, is anybody coming? Ain't nobody coming. You got that right. Nobody's coming. Nobody. Do you understand? Now, I understand there's a hardcore balloting going on that Todd Gordon's in charge of the votes. But more importantly, Todd Gordon is the head of some very prestigious and worthwhile children's charities. And I'd like to be the first at this special time of the year to write a generous check. Seeing as I don't know the names of the particular charities, I'm just going to make it out to Todd Gordon himself. And 
I think God will know what to do with it. Honey, zoom in here, singing. Look at all these zeros, okay? <laughs> Not too close, or we're allowed to have 1,500 hardcore fans out there chanting, he's hardcore, he's hardcore. <laughs> like I got, I love them, but if it was up to me, I'd have them all in for a cup of hot chocolate. I didn't know your name ended with a G, Conan. Well, listen up, amigo. I'm gonna give you the beating of your life. I'm gonna rip your face off, and you're gonna have to take it back to Mexico and deal water with you. <laughs> and you gotta even drink the water. Mommy! Oh, oh, oh. Santa, So that was a fun little segment there. And what we're going to do before we wrap up the episode and do our extreme wrap-up 
is I'm going to give you the results to December to December 95 from the ECW Arena on December 9th, 1995. Now, some of it aired on Hardcore TV, but then a lot of it didn't. So I'm just going to run through the results and reference what episodes, what was on, and what wasn't on any episode. And this is one of the tough ones to find as a supercard all together in one video. That's another reason why we didn't cover this as a watch along for December to this memory. It's all just chopped up and, you know, even Richard Land couldn't get a good version of it. It's just kind of piecemeal version of it. So there's that. All right. So quick results here. The Dudley boys defeated the bad crew with Damian Kane, Lady Alexandra. And we covered that on Hardcore TV episode 138. We also just recently covered Taz defeating El Porto Ricano in three minutes after Taz's mission. He had Bill Afonso slapping around Ricano because now he has balls on him. That was on Hardcore TV 139. Now, the following matches were not really shown at all. Maybe just a little clips here and there, but nothing full length. He had Hack Myers pinning Bruiser Mastino. We haven't seen him yet. I think we'll see him on the next episode. It might actually even be that match. I don't think so, though. And then you also had the Eliminators defeating the Pitbulls. Raven defeated Tommy Dreamer. JT Smith defeated... JT Tony... Smith. We heard that <laughs> in a while. No, it's been a while. And he uh, he took on Tony Stretson. <laughs> Stretson. Tony Stetson. The Broad Street Bully. And then from there, you know, we had that three-way dance, or triangle match, where Sandman defeated Mikey Whipwreck and Steve Austin to win the title. That was on episode 138 of Hardcore TV. And then we recently just covered Public Enemy defeating the Heavenly Bodies when Johnny Grunt uh, pinned Tom Pritchard. That was on episode 139. Then the main event was not covered on Hardcore TV. And this was a match that was filled with stipulations. So, let me just run down the stipulations here and the teams that are involved. You have Tommy Dreamer, the Public Enemy, and the Pitbulls taking on Raven, Stevie Richards, the Eliminators, and the Heavenly Bodies in an Ultimate Jeopardy Steel Cage match. And we've, we've done an Ultimate Jeopardy Steel Cage match in the past, and they're always filled with stipulations depending on who gets pinned and all that. So... Here's the stipulations. If Public Enemy lost, they would have to fight each other that night, one-on-one. Johnny Grunge versus Rocco Rock. If the Pitbulls lose, they would have to split up, and Francine would be given to whoever pinned them for a week. So she gets passed around. If Tommy Dreamer loses, he gets his head shaved. If Raven loses, the man that beats him Gets Beulah for a week. The man that pins him? Yes. Or whoever beats Raven. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Would get Beulah. So if Tommy beats Raven, then he gets Beulah. If the Eliminators lose, Jason's head gets shaved, and they have to leave ECW. If the Heavenly Bodies lose, all the stipulations will be applied to them. (laughs) So that means that they would get their head shaved. Um, I mean, they don't lose the women because they don't have any women. And they would have to split up and they would have to fight each other. 
And then if Stevie Richards gets pinned, then he has to spend five minutes in the cage alone with all of his opponents to beat his ass. So what happens here is Stevie Richards gets pinned by Tommy Dreamer. So Richards takes a beating after the match. And everyone gets to keep their hair and keep their women and not split up. So nothing cool happened other than Stevie Richards gets his ass kicked. That's a safe way to play, right? <laughs> Let's have Stevie get his ass kicked. <laughs> no serious stipulations were involved here. <laughs> Poor Stevie. Yeah. All right, so that's December 2, December 1995. All right, so like I said, we're going to take a quick little break and wrap things up, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back now for the Extreme ECW Live Wrap-Up. Thanks, guys, for joining us. And checking us out this week, BTT Army, JV Goon Squad. Oh, thanks for your support as always. We'll be back in two weeks. Heading into 1996, we're going to cover ECW Hardcore TV episodes 141 and 142. That's January 2nd and January 9th, 1996. Also, check out the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Our most recent episode is an episode covering the Stone Cold podcast from the WWE Network. Stone Cold's interview with Dean Ambrose. Oh, that's our most recent one. That's a little different. We review the entire interview and just talk about what went on in that very awkward interview with Stone Cold and Dean Ambrose, now known as John Moxley. Also, uh, another episode coming up on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. This was put up as a poll, and people seem to like that interview format because they voted again for another interview. And this time it's from the Broken Skull Sessions. <clears throat> oh, it won? Yeah, it won. Bret Hart. Nice. Yep. Cool. So we'll be recording that this weekend. And that'll be out soon. Vote. That's crazy. Yeah, it won. So cool. And I, I already did like most of the notes too. So it's almost ready. Perfect. Yep. So that'll be coming out soon. All right. Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. You can follow us on Twitter at Bottom Line Cast. Also follow us on the Extreme Cast at Extreme Cast on Twitter. Follow JV at John Van Damage. Follow me, Mike Pru at MPRU83. Well, thanks for your support, guys. Um, on our way out here, we're gonna we're gonna play that Joy to the World Christmas music that was played by Bob Rivers and Twisted Radio. <laughs> it's actually a good version of the song. I, I like it. It's pretty cool. You know, it's an extreme version of Joy to the World. They played it in this episode, and hey, we're close enough to Christmas. We're on the path to Christmas ourselves as we head into December. So, hey, I guess it's fitting. (laughs) All right, and I hope you guys enjoy yourself over the next couple of weeks, and we'll be back. JV, any final words? Nobody. No final words. All right, man, we're out of here. See you guys in two weeks. So long.